Chagiga, Perik Beis, Mishnah Beis, 2-2, and now the Mishnah returns to the primary theme of our Masechta, which is the Yom Tov and the offerings brought on Yom Tov specifically, and this Mishnah here will discuss the halachas of Smicha. Now, Smicha is the obligation to lay one's hands on a Zevach, an animal sacrifice, putting his hands on the head of the animal and pushing down with all his might, <clears throat> and that's done prior to the slaughtering the offering of the animal. Now, Smicha is required for most Zvachim, to be specific, it is required for the Ola, the Chatas, the Asham, the Shlamim, and the Toda, and it is not required for what I'll call the three lesser Zvachim, which are the Meiser, Bechor, and the Pesach. In any case, when one does the Smicha, normally he would um, do a confession if he's bringing his offering to um, atone for some specific sin, and if not, then he would say um, words of praise and thanks to Hashem, which would be the case here if we're talking about bringing a shlamim for shalmei chagiga, um, there'd be smicha, one would um, thank Hashem for the opportunity um, and whatever else he wants to say at the time, <clears throat> um, and then the animal will be slaughtered. Now, there's a separate rabbinic enactment which prohibits one from putting his weight and using, or otherwise using, an animal on Yom Tov. And that's even if we're talking about, like, say, in a Rishus HaYachet, an animal's not going to do a malacha per se, but Chazal were concerned that people, if they would rod animals, would come to pull off, like, a branch, to use it as a switch to prod the animal, and therefore the rabbis forbade um, putting one's weight on animals at all. <clears throat> that being the case, we encounter the conundrum of may one do smicha on an animal on Yom Tov for the sake of bringing the korban, when that also potentially would be a violation of the rabbinic prohibition against uh, putting one's weight on an animal. So that really will depend, that machlokas will depend on whether or not one is permitted to do the smicha early, or if, meaning much before the offering, or must the smicha be tekef l'shchita, must the laying of the hands on the head of the animal and pushing down occur immediately prior to the slaughtering of the animal. If the latter is true, so then you're sort of stuck and you'll have to do smicha on Yom Tov. And those who hold that that's the case hold that the rabbis never forbade doing smicha on an animal. Um, that's a korban on Yom Tov. Um, the others who say you could uh, do it earlier, meaning on Erev Yom Tov, say that you must do the smicha on Erev Yom Tov, but therefore you're not allowed to do it, the um, chachila on Yom Tov itself. Now this machlok is whether one does smicha on, on a chagiga, Yom Tov is actually the very first machlokas that ever emerged um, in Kala Yisrael and persisted. Um, and our mission actually will explain how it persisted for, here we're going to see five generations. Um, those generations are the same generations that are referred to as the period known as the period of the Zugos, of the pairs of leaders, where there were two leaders in Kala Yisrael. It's probably most familiar from the first chapter of Pirkei Avos, where we see at the beginning of the Second Temple Period era, we had Shimon Atzadik, followed by Antigonus Soho, and then after him, you had these five pairs of Zugos, five pairs of leaders of Klai Yisrael, um, the last of the five being Hillel and Shammai, the famous Hillel and Shammai. Um, so this is the first Machlokas that appeared ready with the first pair of Zugos, and um, even Hillel and Shammai themselves had just like three Machlokas, and it's only the students of Hillel and Shammai, Basil and Beishami, who didn't serve their rabbis properly, um, during which time Machlokas proliferated, as we are familiar with it today, as if there are, as the Gemara says, as if there were almost two Torahs in Kalayishal, so many different uh, shitas and everything. <clears throat> in any case, the point of our mission here um, is going to essentially say that this Machlokas persists over these five generations, and the Mishnah will actually list out each of the Zugos, listing first 
the Nasi, and second, the Av Bezdin in each generation. So the Zugos um, were held the number one, number two roles in Kalah Yisrael, um, and that was being that Kalah Yisrael was like a Catholicocracy, was like a meritocracy, but it was led by the by the rabbis. So <clears throat> what's happening is um, the Sanhedrin Gadol, the Jewish Supreme Court, I'm going to translate Sanhedrin Gadol, it's more than that, um, which was the seat of leadership in the Second Temple period, and, and even before also, certainly, um, had 71 members. The top two, the number one position was referred to as the Nasi, translated oftentimes like the prince, um, for lack of a better term. Um, and then the number two position is the Avbez in the head of the base and the head of, the, of this, uh, this court. So the mission will list out um, the first the Nasi and then the of Bezdin for each of those five generations, and it will say which of which position each of those two held regarding smicha on Yontav for a, a chatas, excuse me for a chagiga. So therefore, the Mishnah says here, Yosi ben Yoezer Omer, Rabbi Yosi ben Yoezer, the first Nasi of the first of the five generations of Zugos, said Shalolismoch, one may not do smicha on Yontav; he has to do it before Yontav. Yosi ben Yochanan Omer Lismoch, he says, no, you can and therefore must do smicha on Yom Tov itself, it's permitted. The next generation, Yoshua ben Prachya, the Nasi, Omer Shalolismoch, he said you may not do smicha. Nitai Ha'arbeli, Nitai from the Arbel, uh, Omer Lismoch, he says, um, yes, you must do smicha. In the third generation, Yehuda ben Tabai, Omer Shalolismoch, he said you may not. Shemin ben Shetach, Omer Lismoch, he says yes, you must. Then the fourth generation, the teachers of Hillel, Shemayin and Vitalion. So Shemaya Omer Lismoch, he says, yes, you must. And Avtalion Omer Shlo Lismoch, he says, no, you may not. So that's the four generations. In the fifth generation, so the mission starts out by saying, Hillel u Menachem. <coughs> Hillel was the Nasi. Menachem was Av Bezdin. And he was prior to Shammai. Lo Nechleku, they didn't argue. Now there's two approaches in the Roshonim, what that means. According to many, it means that... Uh, just this Menachem, we don't know his opinion. We just don't. He was, you know, passive on the issue, or we don't know what it was. Um, but there are those who say that he actually did, um, uh, you know, proactively agree with Hillel. Whatever the case is, at some point, Menachem is replaced by Shammai. The Mishnah says Yatza Menachem. When Menachem left, Nichna Shammai. Shammai enters, take his place. Now, what does it mean? The Menachem left Yatza. He went out. So they're really. Um, there's a Machlokas, Rava, and Abayin, the Gemara. According to Rava, uh, Menachem went to, in service of the king, the king there being Herod. Um, so, as Tiferesel brings in, in Josephus, when Herod was a young boy, he met this Menachem. This Menachem told him that he'll grow to be a king. And when that became true, so then Herod promoted Menachem, brought him into his court, and Menachem agreed to do that, leaving the Sanhedrin, so he could be involved um, there in an attempt to uh, mitigate the bad behavior of, of Herod and his decrees against the Jews and the Jewish people and the Jewish religion, etc. He was he was difficult. Herod was a difficult person. Um, <clears throat> according to Abayah, by the way, when it says that Yatza Menachem, Menachem went out, what we mean is that Menachem went on a Tarbus Ra, he basically went off the derech, he stopped being a, a good Jew, and um, therefore he was replaced. Whatever the case is, Nechnas Shammai, now Shammai comes in, and Shammai Omer Shlolismoch, Shammai said, no, smicha is not to be done on Yom Tov. Hill Omer Lismo, Hill says, yes, uh, you must. Harishonim, the first in each of the five pairs, Hayu Nasim, they were the Nasi of Yisrael. 
Ushnim, and the second person in each of the five generations listed here, excuse me, Shnim Lehem, the second listed to those first ones, Avos Besan, they each were the Av Bezdin. That's the end of the Mishnah. Um, just a couple of curiosities I want to point out here. Uh, before the Halacha, the Halacha is that uh, it's like Beshil, that we do Dismicha on Yom Tov, for, for both, we'll see in the next Mishnah, for Chagig as well as the Ola. In any case, um, two curiosities. One is, you'll note that all of these Zugos, all 10 of them listed, or 11, including Menachem, don't have any like honorific preceding their name. They're not considered, they're not called Rabban or Rebbe or even Rav. They're just Shemayan of Talion, Hill and Shammai, and so on. Um, and Chazal uh, point out that this is because they are really kind of throwbacks even to their early generations, which were, you know, the hierarchy is Rav, but better than that is Rebbe, and higher than that is Rabban, and above that is just just the first name like you have in the Nevi'im. Like Shmuel Hanavi, who's just Shmuel, he wasn't Rabbi Shmuel, and so on. So Hillel and Shammai and so on are, are of that stature. They're of, you know, world class stature. They don't even have the Rabban in front of the name. And the second curiosity I want to point out to you here is that although the Mishnah's final sentence is that first we list the Nasi and then we list Abbez, and the sentence prior to that lists Shammai, Omer Shlilismoch, and Hillel Omer Lismoch. And Shammai was, in fact, the Avbezdin, and Hillel was the Nasi. So if you ask, wait a second, we're saying this exactly out of order, not what the Mishnah said. The answer is that the sentence before that had listed Hillel already, and there it said Hillel was the first, meaning the Nasi, and then this Menachem was the second, the Avbezdin, and Shammai replaced him. So it's clear from the Mishnah that. Um, but the reason why the Mishnah flips is because uh, the practice around the whole of Mishnahos is that Shammai gets to go first, um, prior to Hillel. In fact, the Gemara in uh, Erev and Daf Gimel, I think, says that this was the case, the halacha goes like base Hillel always, essentially, um, and not Shammai. And the reason why is because of the humility of Hillel and that one of the features is that he, the base Hillel, would always um, present the sheet of base Shammai first. That's happening in our mission as well. And certainly Rebut Nasi, a descendant, a direct descendant of Hillel, um, kept up with that, uh, with that practice of putting Shammai or Beis Shammai prior to Hillel or Beis Hillel.